is up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros uh, this week on the podcast in 4K Spotlight, we have one new release, possibly two. Rose isn't great at planning. Um, Kiss my ass, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, we got one new release coming out this week. In Through the Wall, we got some not great DC news. And then there was a couple trailers that came out, so we might kind of gloss over those a little bit. Um, and then for this week's headliner, we will be breaking down the Hulu original, The Princess. Uh, so with that, Rose, let's say we uh, get on into it. Let's do that. Is the first time anyone has any of either of us has ever addressed the other one. So we're just like, let's get to it. Or have we addressed the other person before? We've. Ad- I'm pretty sure we've addressed the other person before. I think you're right. I'm just stupid. <laughs> Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not. You've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight, we have the new release for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, Rose, would you like to tell everyone where they can go and find this? I would love to. Um, So, with this, uh, basically you can uh, mostly just get it anywhere you buy. Your movies, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, anywhere. If you're just going for the uh, bare bones Blu-ray 4K or DVD, um, because... I mean, does anyone still collect DVDs? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because when they like release a uh, freaking exclusive like glow in the dark slipcover for like the Halloween movies, you best believe that I'm buying that shit. <laughs> I, uh, I, dude, I, I think I own at least ten versions of Halloween 2018. I believe I own it. that movie. yeah i own that movie way too many times and you know what they just released another version of that and halloween kills on dvd that's supposed to come with deleted scenes and commentary and i swear if it doesn't come with the uh deleted um ending that uh they had to change because people weren't the biggest fan of i'm gonna riot because i want to see that ending but anyway getting back to the actual movie that does come out this week 
Uh, we have, like I said, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, you can get this on just regular 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD, or you can get some exclusives. Um, with those, we have a Walmart exclusive slipcover that has uh, just Sonic and Knuckles facing off on the cover, which freaking this thing is badass, and I'm not going to lie, I might be double dipping on this movie, because God, I love this cover. I don't care that it's just Blu-ray. I freaking love that slipcover. Um, and then um, Shocker, Best Buy, is getting the steelbook. Um, and honestly, don't get me wrong, I like it, because it like um, resembles how the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 video game cover artwork looked. Um, with like Sonic and then Tail standing behind him and then uh, a giant red two and then with Dr. Eggman looming over uh, the two. But I would have liked it if they would have stuck with how the first movie Steelbook did to where it was Sonic and then Egg Sonic on the front and Eggman on the back. Um, honestly, with, if they wanted to change, if they wanted to change it up, maybe work in Knuckles onto that cover or hell, if they wanted to, they could um have oh my god i have the perfect what they could have done they could have sonic and tails on the front and then knuckles and eggman on the back that would have i feel would have been i feel that would have really worked or gone with the uh, first movie steelbook um i just don't like that this like i'm weird like i i want franchises steelbooks to like kind of line up sometimes um but right. it doesn't seem like that seem, doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. But I don't know. I would I would I would have preferred that. That's just my opinion. Um, but I mean, I already pre-ordered it. Shocker. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> what's funny is literally the pre-order went live. So yeah, I, like I find it funny that this movie is not coming out till August. The pre-order went live when I was out in Georgia in May. And freaking yeah, I pre-ordered it like that, and there wasn't even a freaking release date yet. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, I had just had to make sure, man. I had to make sure. Dude, I'm looking at both the Walmart and the Blu-ray exclusives. I thought like so. I initially only saw the Best Buy one, and I'm like, oh well, that one wins like hands down. But the Walmart one is bitching right it's so simplistic but i love it yeah i would have liked to see like tails incorporated in there somewhere but i think i'm just a sucker for like matchups like matchup poses so oh that looks so good shit but i I, uh, but i also really like the the best buy one damn now if you could only buy one, okay, would you be able to decide which one you'd get? Probably the Walmart. Even though it's Blu-ray, it's not 4K? That wouldn't matter to me. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't matter to me as much as it would no. for you. It just, yeah. like, if I had to pick one of the covers, it, it'd be that one. Fair enough. But oh, okay. it looks so good. <laughs> Can I say how much I hate what Paramount does now with their like 4Ks? Because 
if you want to get the fork, if you want to get a combo pack on 4K that comes with not only the 4K disc, but the Blu-ray and the digital code, nowadays it seems you have to get the Steelbook if there is going to be a Steelbook, because it was the same case with Scream, um, that that was the only way that you could get the 4K, Blu-ray, and digital, digital copy in a combo pack. Whereas if you want it... You, you would either have to get just the 4K plus digital code or the Blu-ray plus digital code. I I hate that. Why, Paramount? That sucks. Yeah, it's bullshit. But whatever. I digress. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that that is actually the only uh, new release, so... For the first time in a while, Caleb, I actually wasn't slacking, so kiss my ass. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. Alright, um, moving on. Getting into Through the Wall. Uh, the big news that we're going to talk about, and it's mainly just because it really sucks, is uh, DC came out and did a lot of shitty things this week. <laughs> so... All right, the first thing, so Batgirl was getting a movie. Wait, it was Batgirl, right? Yes, yeah, it was Batgirl. Okay, so Batgirl was getting a movie, and I, like you heard me correctly, I said was, because they just announced that it is canceled. Even though they were in the middle of post-production for the longest time, so it was completely filmed and everything, and they canceled it. A $90 million film just down the drain. Yeah, well, that was that the, just their budget for the whole thing? Because, I mean, I have to assume that they didn't spend that full $90 million, right? Yeah, that actually is um, for the whole thing, because um, that also adds in a lot of reshoots that they had to do. Because apparently the first time that they tested the film, it just didn't go well for audiences, and now... When they tried to do it a second time, didn't go well either. So, you know, Warner Brothers just like, you know what, f it. Yeah, dude, they said like with a big ass middle finger. Like, if you could capitalize a middle finger, that's freaking what Warner Brothers did. Like, take like that's the uh, insane the hot dog fingers from, um, oh my god. Everything, Everything everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, just take the middle finger of the hot dog finger. There you go. That's their big middle. Or, you know what, better. The freaking foam finger. But just the middle finger. There you go. Yeah. Dude, that... They had so much good shit like that came out from that. Like The actress for Batgirl was amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, they had the formula for a good movie. What happened? I wish I knew, man. I wish that they could just release it on HBO Max, but I wish that the, like I would even appreciate like if they were just like, no, we're just completely done with this. Just post what like upload what you had. Like that's what I I'd want to see. Like even if it was just like the individual like scenes or whatever, even if it wasn't in like a cohesive story i would still like to see what you guys were working with yeah i agree 
like I, I love behind the scenes stuff like so much. So seeing just the more or less like the the bones of a film before you put all of like the the fluff on it. Like I would I would love to see that. Like if you're like just upload what you had so we could see what you guys were working with cuz you know someone like damn well would finish the movie for you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Someone would freaking download it and like just edit however and post it. Like that would be the shit. Well, it's kind of like how freaking I guess a fan uh Literally took all six episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi and just condensed it all down into a two and a half hour Star Wars movie. That sounds incredible. And yeah, I don't know where you can watch it, but or even if if you can watch it, you, yeah, you probably can. I'm sure that would. Uh, I'm sure even if he tried to upload it onto YouTube, it would get taken down like that. Yeah. Ha! Hmm. Because Disney doesn't. Fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible Mickey Mouse I tried. Dude, that wasn't bad. That was not really? bad. Okay, well, thank you. Dude, I'm going to freaking save that as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that freaking sucks. Because it, like, like I said, you had a great Batgirl... You had a pretty decent villain with Firefly being played by Brendan Fraser. Like, come on. I mean, I'll honestly watch anything with that man in it. True that. So. You already had my ticket sold. Yep. So it sucks that he's not going to be on back on the big screen. Apparently, after this, a lot of people are fearing that uh, Blue Beetle is next. Dude, that would suck. Yeah. Because they have, like, the same formula. They have a great actor. They have an amazing suit concept. Or, it's not even a concept. They have an amazing suit. They have an amazing story to tell if they follow the source material. Like, they're, you can't go wrong with it. Like, just, if they do it with Blue Beetle, I'm going to be pissed. Because I love Blue Beetle. I unfortunately know jack shit about Blue Beetle. So. I don't know a whole lot I mean, about I, him. I am going to be very sad, though, if they do cancel it for yeah. a lot of people. So, I hope they don't. I I really hope they don't. And if they do, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, if they do release Blue Beetle... I'm going to be pissed off that we didn't get Batgirl. Yeah, I feel it's kind of a slap in the face, but whatever. Yeah, I I just want to know, just like full transparency, what happened. I do too. I mean, I'm sure we'll be getting more details in the coming weeks. So, yeah, hopefully, whichever. Hopefully. Um. Then was there anything else DC related? Uh, yes, the other news was that, um, after season nine, The Flash is done. That will be its last season. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, honestly, all I can say is about time. 
it's it's the Arrowverse is officially dead. Yeah, like I think Supergirl's been done for a while. Arrow ended. Arrow ended on maybe one season too late. I literally didn't watch it um, after the first season, so I've I've done so horrible at keeping up with the Arrowverse. You're. The Arrowverse, when it was in its infancy, was really good. But the like I said, I think with Arrow they went one season too long. With the Flash, they went maybe one or two seasons too long. And it's just because like it's so hard. Like you with I think superhero shows. They can be good, but you have to know when to end them. That's true. It's very true. Because you get to the point where you run through their entire rogues gallery, and that, like, exactly what I'm sure happened with this show. That you ran through the rogues gallery, and now you don't know what to do. And, like, yeah. there's multiple seasons where the big bad is, like, a speedster, and that's only interesting so many times. And then, I think, like, out of the nine seasons, three of those seasons, the main baddie was the reverse Flash, which I'm like, that gets old, too. Did they ever, like, work in, like, other Flash villains, like Gorilla Grog or uh, Captain Boomerang? Uh, They had Captain Boomerang in the first season. That's, like, another thing. They didn't, like... Gorilla Grodd, I think, could would have made a really good season villain, but they made him, like, a two-part episode villain. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it wasn't great. And so they did that. Uh, Captain Boomerang was, like, a one-off. That's so stupid. Yeah. Why does and... everyone, like, talk shit so much on Captain Boomerang? He's a fun villain. You can do so much with them. It was it was ridiculous what they did, and so it's just they they took these these villains that they turned them into one offs, and then it became like a, a baddie of the week show for a, a long time, and it was just not good. Then they started incorporating like these other forces like the strength force and the still force which is the natural enemy of the speed force like shut up i have to know though did, did the guy that played captain boomerang did he do it justice as much as guy not Cornelius? even a little bit real oh damn dude that he was sucks. so forgettable oh that sucks Dude, freaking Guy Courtney's only in the first five minutes of the Suicide Squad, and he's one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the f the Flash needed to end a while ago. Like, I, I ca got caught up on Netflix, and I have no desire to go back. I didn't even finish the season I was on. Oh, damn. Like, whatever season I was on, I, I was just kind of, eh, I'm over it. And so I haven't gone back to, like, finish that. And it's just kind of turned me off to try to go and, like, finish any of the other shows. Like, 
what I did was I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and finish uh, Arrow. But, and then I did, and I was just like, okay, like, that wasn't great. And then I went and finished, or attempted to finish Flash, and I'm like, yeah, never mind. And so I was going to (laughs) go to, like, Supergirl after that, and then um, Legends of Tomorrow. But, yeah, no desire to go finish those. The only one that I'm, like, on the fence about starting is uh, Superman and Lois. Because the first few episodes of that were pretty good. So I'm I'm thinking about giving that that show a chance. Is that show still going or is that one canceled too? Um I'm pretty sure it's getting a second season. Oh sweet. Wait, um, so that's not considered part of the Arrowverse? No, it it technically is because this is the Superman with um uh, with Supergirl. I don't know why I keep seeing headlines. Oh, the Arrowverse is officially dead. Well, it's because the Arrowverse started with Arrow and the Flash. Um, and then it was sense. like, oh, um, Supergirl came after that. And then it was Legends of Tomorrow, which I don't know of. Legends. Yeah, so Superman and Lois has two seasons already. Um, Let's see if Legends of Tomorrow... Okay, they announced in May 2022 that uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman were both canceled. So the Arrowverse after Flash is dead. Shit. Which sucks, because they had the opening for, like, some crazy good shows. But I'd like to know how those shows got canceled, but they somehow greenlit Gotham Knights, the show. Oh, yeah, that's still going forward, isn't it? Yeah. Dude, have you... Have you seen or heard anything about that show? Not really. It sounds horrible. Oh shit! When's it supposed to premiere? When's it supposed to premiere? Uh, next year. So wasn't it announced like freaking like three years ago? <laughs> it was. Uh, I think it was announced this year. Oh. So tell me if any of these characters sound familiar. Okay. Okay. Uh, Turner Hayes. No. Carrie Kelly. Nope. Harper Rowe. Nope. Colin Rowe. Nada. Uh, Dula Dent. No, but stupid name. Uh, Stephanie Brown. No. And then... I think you'd recognize this one. Harvey Dent. Can't say I do. Just kidding. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Two-Face. So those are the characters of this Gotham Knights show. I Um, I don't know DC as well as Marvel, so... Oh, you want to know why you don't recognize any of these? Because these are all original characters. 
the fuck? Yeah. So, just for shits and giggles, who do you think Turner Hayes would be? I'm assuming probably the Robin equivalent of what they're trying to set up here. That was an excellent guess. Yes. It okay. it's Bruce Wayne's adopted son. Oh god. But guess what? Turner Hayes does not exist in any comics whatsoever. Oh good lord. Um then there is Carrie Kelly who she is from The Dark Knight Returns. Um, like uh, the animated show or movie. She's like the redheaded girl Robin with big glasses. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't a lot of people find her annoying? Uh, yes. Okay. Then here's one to throw you off. Who do you think Dula Dent is? I mean, I'm assuming she's got to be related to Harvey Dent in some way, right? You would think that, right? Uh, yeah. No, that is the Joker's daughter. The fuck? Yep. Dude, okay, they this... got some explaining to do with that. Yeah, this show sounds horrible. <laughs> so is this going to be on HBO Max or CW? It's on CW, but I'm pretty sure they're going to put everything on HBO Max. Dude, this sounds so bad. I'm not even going to attempt and give it a, a shot. Yeah, I'm not either. Isn't Wasn't there supposed to be also a game called Gotham Knights, but didn't it get canceled? Uh, No, the, the game did not get canceled. Oh, it didn't? Okay, I thought it did. No, that one comes out... October 25th of 2022. And from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be a pretty decent game. Okay. Um, it, Did you ever play um like the Arkham games? I did. Not all of them, only a couple. Okay, yeah. So from what I can gather, it's going to be kind of a fighting game like that. Like, with those okay. kind of same mechanics. But you can okay. play as, like, different members of the Bat family. Like, you can play as Damian Wayne, uh, Robin. You can play as Nightwing, Batgirl, or Jason Todd's Red Hood. Ooh. Ooh I'd be very interested to see how uh, Red Hood plays. Yeah, right? Um, And then there... It's um it's covering the like what happens after quote unquote Batman's death and they're looking into the Court of Owls. Which Ooh. do you know anything about that? I only know about the Court of Owls because of Batman versus Robin. <laughs> yeah. So it it's pr it's pretty much that. Okay. Um But yeah, seems Seems cool. I'm really excited for that Suicide Squad game, even though it got pushed back again. Yeah, that one looks super cool. But yeah, I'm not not hating on on the video game, but I am definitely yeah. hating on the Gotham Knights show. 
I think we already know which one's going to be a success and which one's just going to freaking flop. Dude, I'm afraid that the show is going to affect the video game sales. Dude, that's going to suck. Yeah, like, could you imagine people being like, oh my gosh, Gotham Knights sucks. And then it's like, oh, then no one goes to buy the video game thinking that everyone's talking about the game instead of the show. Gotta be like, um, if I mean, I don't know if it's actually going to be good, but it'd be like if uh, this Suicide Squad game came out the same time that the first Suicide Squad movie came out. Yeah, exactly like that. Ugh. Yeah, that would that would blow. Anyway, um, that's everything in DC news. <laughs> um, anything else we wanted to cover? I mean, we got those two trailers, but nothing really to talk about. I mean, don't I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see um, Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy back together playing Lightning and Mater, but like. It's not going to be anything special, <laughs> at least in my I don't think it's going to be. Like I said, it's going to be cool to see these characters again. I'm always excited to see these characters, even though Cars 2 sucks. Um, but I enjoy the first Cars and Cars 3, um, so I'm excited to see them back together again. But I'm not going to be like, oh my god, this is going to be like the most hyped series or like series of shorts I've ever seen on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this kind of gives me the same vibes that Monsters at Work did. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, I I will be checking it out because I like to give everything its fair chance, except Gotham Knights. Um, Didn't Monsters at Work get greenlit for a second season? It did, and I don't know why. <laughs> it was not good. I mean, you know, if a lot if enough people freaking watch it, I mean, they're they're going. Well, it's kind of like freaking. Um, you know how like some movies will do poorly at uh the um at the at the box office, but like extremely they'll do amazing. Like that's the I think I've brought this up in the past. That's uh the story with Encanto. Like uh in November because it released in November and only made like two, I think two hundred fifty million dollars. Um, just because, you know, uh, COVID was still, COVID was still, a th- I mean, COVID still is a thing, but it was still pretty big. You know, a lot of people still weren't comfortable with going to the movies. And then when it, uh, went to Disney plus on Christmas Eve, literally it was at the top of the charge every single week for months and months. And, uh, freaking, I think like at the beginning of the year, Bob Chapex, I think that's the Disney CEO right now, literally said, yeah, uh, Encanto's our new, like, uh, big franchise and like apparently they have like huge ideas of what they want to do i think the director like mostly just wants to do like maybe shorts if possible i don't know if they really want to do a sequel they don't that is what i would prefer for them to do other if they don't have a solid like super solid plan for a sequel i would rather them do shorts yeah like disney should or like pixar should have done with toy story just keep yep. doing the shorts and don't do Toy Story 4. Exactly. But even though I somewhat like that movie, I swear the more I like think about that movie and the ending, the more I'm like, <sighs> Woody, I hate the decision that you made. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we also got the. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have a lot to say about the Andor and or second trailer. Um, I know I did tell Caleb this will probably be like the first Star Wars show that I will actually keep up to date every week on, um, just because. I know we all know that, spoiler alert, he dies, um, because if you've seen Rogue One, he's one of the people that gets the Death Star plans, and, you know, because of that, they become the Suicide Squad, <laughs> which is what the movie should have been called. Pretty but, much. <laughs> um, but just because I, I love Diego Luna in this role, and I'm actually excited to um, hopefully get somewhat of a backstory for Cassian. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence about this show just because I don't know if they gave the I'll say this. Rogue One didn't give me enough of Cassian for me to care about his backstory. Like personally, I care more about um Oh shit, what was her name? Jin. Jin, yeah. I care more about Jin's backstory and like, hey, what happened between her father getting taken by the Empire to the events of Rogue One? Like, what happened in between there? Like, we know that she was with Saw Gerrera, but where did that go? It's a good, good point. So, like, I, I that's like a lot of the backstory that I want. And so getting Andor, I'm like, and not super feeling it. How would you have felt if out of all the Rogue One characters to do a spinoff of, what would you have, how would you have felt if they did uh, Baze and um, Chirrut? Who? Uh, The guy with the big gun and then the blind guy with the staff. Oh, I would have loved that. Right? Especially Chirrut. Oh my god. What is his name? Um, ah, what the hell is his name? Un momento. Because I'm going to feel bad not remembering his name. I think it's Don something. Right? Donnie Yen. So. That's his name. Donnie Yen. Yes. Dude, I freaking loved his character in Rogue One. It was so good. Yeah, I I want that to be the spinoff. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Andor. I'm actually very, very excited for this because I loved Diego Luna's character in uh, Rogue One. Um, but if if I could choose to have a uh, another spinoff besides this, yeah, I would take a Baze and Chirrut spinoff. Or just a Chirrut one. Whichever. I'll take either or. Yep. Oh. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Not my excitement level. Like, I'll still watch it because I have a habit of watching, um, like, all of my Disney Plus shows on Wednesday when they come out. So, like, I'll be watching and or alongside She-Hulk. At least with this release, um... Disney isn't making the mistake to release um, them side by side on the exact same day, like starting the series off on the exact same day, because I feel that was a very bad idea to do that with Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel, and I feel that took away a lot of viewership from Miss Marvel. The, I thought, um, 
I thought they had a a break. Or not Did like they? it was yeah, I'm pretty sure I think I forget which one came out first. Pretty sure it was Obi Wan. But yeah, I'm you're right actually. Yeah, Obi Wan released <gasps> yeah, the first right. two. Yeah, Obi Wan released the first two episodes and then the following week Ms. Marvel came out. Yes, that's thank you. I'm sorry. That's yeah, that's what it was. So hopefully since She Hulk will already have two episodes under her belt, um hopefully uh they don't take away from each other's viewership. I doubt it. I mean it's the people that watch she-Hulk, like the the per- people who are going to watch both of them, they're going to watch both of them regardless. Whether or not they True. do it at the exact same time is kind of the issue. But for me, someone who knows that I'm going to watch both shows, I'm going to knock them out at the same time. Fair enough. So I mean, it won't be that big of a problem, like. I doubt someone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch She-Hulk, but not Andor. Like, if if they had any intention whatsoever to watch Andor, they're not going to let She-Hulk stop it. Fair, Yeah, you know what, fair enough. Like, that's the great thing about streaming services, you can watch both. <laughs> hey! Hey! Um, but yeah, anything else... Um. News-wise, or I think that might be it? No, I think that's it. Okay, well, with that, let's say we get right into our breakdown. Let's do it. Hell yeah. for this week's headliner like we said we will be breaking down hulu's original the princess so this movie came out not very long ago july 1st july okay so like almost a month exactly to the day that we're recording um but yeah, so getting into the, into this, if you have not listened to one of our breakdowns before, uh, this is how they usually go. We have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit into our algorithm that gives us a schoolhouse letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar uh, score. So, with that, if you have not seen The Princess, you can go check it out right now on Hulu. Um. But Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you, so if you listen past this point and it gets spoiled, it's your own damn fault. So, damn right. 
Rose, would you like to take it away? I would love to. So, the film is... I love how they start this off. <laughs> the film is set in a medieval realm ruled by a king and his queen who have two daughters. The tit... The chit... Oh my... Jeez Louise. The, the titular... I think I butchered that word. <laughs> Jeez. God damn it. I'm off to a great start here. And I'm the, pulling up the wiki. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the titular. Oh, how am I butchering this word so bad? The titular. The, tit, the tit, 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 tit. The, it's not the titular? The, no, it's not that. Titular. I'm adding extra words here. I'm going to look this up. Or extra letters, not Titular. Words, titular. Okay. The titular princess and her younger sister, Violet. The princess was drilled in the fighting arts by Lynn, the niece of one of her father's advisors, with her mother's quiet approval. I feel it's jumping ahead, but okay. <laughs> yeah, covering these freaking flashbacks <laughs> first. I mean, shit. I mean, it's... We'll get into it. Since the queen did not bear any sons, the king intended to wed the princess to Julius, the ruthless son of a royal diplomat who despises the king's peaceful reign, thinking that a strong king should rule with an iron fist. But the princess left him at the altar, and as a result... Okay, this is a very interesting way to type a plot for a movie. And as a result, Julius, his whip-wielding henchwoman, is it Miora? Moira. Moira and a band of brutal mercenaries took the castle by force, seizing the royal family and their retainers. The princess is locked in the top of her castle's highest tower to await her forced wedding with Julius. When two mercenaries enter and prepare to rape her, she what? kills them. Yeah, I don't remember that being the. Well. That did not seem like the case at all. <laughs> Dude, you saying what scared the shit out of me? Sorry, it's just no. You're good. Man. That is not the vibe that I got from those two. I didn't either. Like I thought that they just went up there to, like, like watch over her, and then what's his face kind of got a little creepy with smelling her. But that is not the vibe that I got from. Those and two that's at the vibe all. that I did not want put into my head. So whoever wrote this Wikipedia, thank you for putting that into my brain. I appreciate it. Yeah, what the shit was... Moving on. <laughs> uh, She kills them and sets out to rescue her family. Yeah, I'm not saying that word again. I hate that word. After she slays several mercenaries on her way, Julius and more... Oh my god, I'm gonna... Moira. Her name. Moira are finally alerted and send their men after her. She evades her pursuers and meets up with Lynn, who escaped the castle's sacking and joins her in her fight. Maybe it's just because it just feels more drawn out in the movie, but like, yeah, this like <laughs> this story, the way that they write this down, it's like it's going so fast. I know, but like, could you explain it any slower? I no, yeah, I couldn't, but. In my mind, I'm just like picturing that <laughs> audio of the like, why are we going so fucking fast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, while trying to reach the sewers and from there the dungeons, they are forced to fight. Oh my God, my Moira. Moira. Moira, I'm sorry, Moira, and Lynn stays behind to stall her. The princess frees her family, but they and Lynn are quickly captured and brought before Julius. When she continues to resist him, Julius decides to cement his claim to the throne by marrying Violet instead. Yeah, freaking pervert. Well, actually, he's a pervert the other way, too. Um, okay, before you get all judgy... <laughs> I don't think that he was cr trying to creep on the younger sister. Fair. Like, I don't think he was, I, I don't think he was doing the same thing with, um, oh, what's her name? Is she just the princess? Yeah, it's never, um, I don't think she's ever called her actual name. Now that I'm like thinking about it, going through the whole movie in my head, yeah, I, even Lynn just calls her princess. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look up the cast real quick and see what she's credited as. Okay. Oh, yeah, she's just credited as the princess. The fuck? Okay. Okay. The you have to remember in medieval times, people were married off really, really young. Like, really freaking young. <laughs> and so that is one reason why I'm like, eh. Like, sh yes, she's at that, or she was at that age, like, we have to assume that she's at that age where she's ready to be wedded off. And the reason that everyone was just, like, super hesitant or not really digging that he was wanting to marry Violet, the younger sister, instead of... The princess was because she, I don't think she was just quite at marrying age yet. Okay, fair enough, that makes sense. But it still would have been fine. It's just, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's, it's just one of those weird medieval things that I kind of had to let go a little bit. Okay. But I do not, this wiki dude. Like, I did not get the vibe that he was creeping on the younger sister. He's just like, well, if you're going to be a bitch about it, like, <laughs> I'll go with the one that's a little bit more scared of me. Yeah. Like, I don't think um, he had any, like, interest in the younger sister whatsoever, other than her also being a princess. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, so uh, I'm just gonna restart the sentence. Uh, so when yeah, when she continues to resist him, Julius decides to cement his claim to the throne by marrying Violet instead. And when the princess fights back, she is thrown into the castle's nearby lake to drown, while Lynn and Violet escape through a secret door. The princess escapes the fall of her life and sneaks back into the castle, where she reunites with Lynn and Violet. The three equip themselves in a secret weapon store, and the princess and Lynn fight the mercenaries while Violet frees Lynn's uncle before she is found and captured. Lynn is wounded fighting Julius, but the princess kills Moira. Moira. And I'm just not going to mention her her name. Um, she's Whip Girl now. Just kidding. 
Good girl. Uh, <laughs> kills more, more. Jesus Christ, Moira, right? Did I say it right? Yes. Moira, and engages him in single combat. Weakened and on her knees, she bides her time while Julius gloats before preparing to kill her, and at the right moment, she wrests Julius's sword away and decapitates him. Finally convinced of his daughter's strength and dedication, the king makes her the heir to the throne and lays down a law that women in the kingdom are allowed to choose their own way in life. Hell yeah. Ah, boy. This movie, I think, like, we explained it as perfectly as we could before, like, before we started recording. This is a shut-your-brain-off movie. You cannot take this movie too seriously. No. If you, like, literally, if you want a story that is pretty damn easy to comprehend, it's just a simple story of getting from point A to point B... Yeah, this is this is as good as it gets. Yeah. This is this is a fun one. This is a really it fun freaking movie. It is um it's it's not groundbreaking. It's not great. It's, it's no freaking uh, Titanic. Um I don't know why I'm relating it to Titanic. Yeah, I don't know why you're relating it to Titanic either. <laughs> I th- you this know is what more like because... this is more like a medieval Fast and Furious movie. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Even though like I hate this, those movies. Dude, this is what Charlie's Angels had the potential to be, but fell so freaking short. Dude, they should have had Joey King in that movie. Oh my <laughs> gosh, right? Dude, seeing I the shit that it. she was pulling off, which we'll get into with effects, damn. Seriously. She would have been amazing. Yeah. The story, though, it it was as basic as basic can get. It and they start. It it's like what I really appreciated about this movie was that it felt like it knew what it was. Good point. If it like it knew, hey, I'm not going to be some Oscar winning movie. I'm not going to be like the greatest in like special like special effects spectacles or anything this is just a good i'm gonna be the movie that you turn on when you have nothing else to do and you just want some background noise and then if you want to sit down pay attention to me it's gonna we're gonna have fun like it's kind of like one of those movies like that vibe from the story because it's like super easy story you're this princess her castle has been taken over by this complete and utter douchebag and she needs to go and kill some people and that's exactly what happens i don't know what else to say (laughs) oh i was like shit i lose you yeah no i'm sorry no because like you summed it up very well yeah like literally her whole kingdom is taken prisoner, especially her family. She's able to get out of her restraints, and now it's up to her to save the day. Yeah. And then they give us, like, little moments of, um, like, flashbacks for for character growth purposes. And just, I personally feel to introduce uh, characters, um, 
like uh, like Lynn. But other than that, it 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 did a little bit of growth, gave us a little bit of backstory about where she's at personally and like how she feels about um her role in this um this siege so like when she starts talking about like oh my gosh this is my fault this is my fault this is my fault we get a flashback or it's like before that right like before she starts blaming herself we get like a little bit of a flashback to this wedding day that she was supposed to have but she leaves him standing at the altar and yeah i can't remember if that's before or after i forget like but we always got a flashback right before something so that's what makes me think that it was before yeah i think you're right so i mean it was it was pretty good. Like this, it it kept a good flow, but this was just an action, like more than action packed film. So th- if the, if it's gonna fail anywhere, it's gonna be in in the story, because like we yeah. said, it's just. But it was decent enough to for us to be like, okay, we get what's going on, we care about this character. We have some backstory to this character. Like, let's go. Like, it didn't focus too much on, like, this crazy backstory and this super deep arc. It's just like, nah, we're here to kick some ass. (laughs) Or as Mantis would say, take names. Or what is it? No. Take ass. Oh, kick kick names and take ass. (laughs) Yep. I, 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 God, I fucked that up so bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't super great, but it's fine um but yeah where i don't know where i'm at with story like i don't even uh i don't i don't know if i'm even in like the 70s with it like it was just so so basic and it's just not a whole lot going on so like this might be the lowest for me. I would agree. I'm gonna go sixty-five. I might go a little higher than you, maybe like sixty-eight. All right. All right. Moving on over to writing. The it kind of had similar problems. Like there wasn't like super deep. Um, dialogue but the the dialogue that they they had overall was average but one in particular like conversation the conversation between the princess and julius was incredible anytime that they were like talking uh between the the two of them i loved it Dude, freaking the line read of, or just like the whole like um, interaction where she's just like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a fairy ta- fairy tale for me, but a nightmare for you, because literally you'll be looking over your shoulder every single night waiting for me to see if I'll kill you." I'm like Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I dude, I felt the exact same way. I'm just like, this is the shit, <laughs> like. Oh my 
gosh. It, she was so intimidating in that moment. I'm like, dude, you're, you're screwed. Yeah, it's like, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I know, like, right after that, he goes and says, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to marry your sister instead. Yeah, I'm like, but, dude, like, that. this is why I have to give this movie praise, because, first off, he looked intimidated as hell. And I'm like, dude, like, how are you going to come back from that, bitch? Like, you just got owned. Like, ver- you just took a verbal ass whooping in front of everyone. Like, how are you going to recover from that? And then he goes and does that where he's like, fine, I'll just marry your sister. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's how. And it's like, touche. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> like, I I wasn't even thinking about the sister for, I I was just like, I was like on my feet, just like yes, <laughs> like <laughs> suck it, you you douchebag, <laughs> and then then he freaking hits us with that, and I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> it's like well shit, D- oh man, like th- just that, and then when. Be- when the princess and Julius are, are sword fighting and he's saying like, your parents wept the day you were born, like, because you weren't a man. And she's like, I heard yours did the same thing. <laughs> like, dude, I shouted out damn so loud. Dude. I was like, like roasted. <laughs> like dialogue like that was awesome. The, so I'm totally giving some prop points for that, but the rest of the dialogue, not, not super great. I mean, I did like the whole when, um, uh, I think it was one of her first fights in the movie where, um, the, one of the guys kept calling her a bitch and I think like another couple names and she keeps saying, Oh, you know, watch that mouth of yours. Yeah. Like the way that it comes full circle at the end. Um, and I will admit the part where she's like, well, I'm the princess kind of, it was kind of cool, but that, that scene though, when she's just like explaining like, oh, Hey, you know, uh, better watch your ass. Um, yeah, that, that, that was great writing right there. Yeah. I think With the with those scenes where she's like saying like Hey, watch your language or whatever," I don't think that was necessarily great writing. I think that was just a really good delivery from Joey King. Yeah, good point. So I'm get I'm giving more props to her than the the writing in that moment. I think she was just able to sell it really well. Yeah, you yeah you got a good point there. So. That's so it, like with writing it, it. I would say it's reasonably higher than the story because of those just epic moments that they had. Um, but it it just kind of falls off once you kind of get too deep because it's like if the dialogue doesn't have a super big impact on me, I am very 
attuned to just forget about it. And I couldn't tell you anything else that was said in this movie. Oh, other dude, than... I can tell you one line that, like, the king or queen said. Yeah, because it's like, I don't care. Like, yeah, the yeah, only exactly. things that, like, the only lines that I remember are the, the like, your parents wept because you were you weren't a man, and the the speech that the princess gave to Julius. Those are the only two things that I could recall. Everything else is just like bland and average. Yeah, I would honestly agree. So with that, I think I'm going to be in like six set, not sixty, seventy four. I'm just going to go slightly lower than you. I'm going to go 72. Not a 70E or 7E. <laughs> All right, moving on over to acting. Uh, we have a pretty decent cast. There are only like four main hitters with, with this cast, though. Uh, so the first and best in my opinion joey king who played the princess uh then we have dominic cooper who played julius uh veronica ngo who played lynn and then we have olga kurilenko who played moira and then everyone else was just kind of like filler people (laughs) They were all right. Yeah, they they ate, but anyway. Um, I think we can both agree Joey King was top. Oh yeah. It's I feel like our top three isn't. Yeah, I feel like our top three is not hard. Like I'm just gonna take a sh- shot in the dark on who your top three is. Okay. So, or I'll say top four since we know Joey King's top. So, Joey King, number one. I'm going to say your number two was Julius. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, probably Lynn. Yeah. And then Moira after that. Yeah. Nailed it. it. Yep, right on the nail. Oh, I will say the the show was kind of uh, this was Joey King and Dominic Cooper's movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. They just destroyed this movie in the best possible way. Um, Lynn and Moira they were very unimportant roles. Like I, I think you could have cut them and been fine. I agree, but the actresses definitely made the most out of what they were given. I'll give you that. I think the only one I didn't like was maybe Moira. I think Moira was just a yeah. little too intense. Is the that's, word I'm... that's fair? Like she, not intense. I think her intensity was fine. She's just over the top. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
and I don't think she quite. I think they were trying to like force her into being this super cool badass, which worked in some ways, but it just it felt too forced. Yeah, that that's a good point. Though that whip, that whip, holy shit, that was badass. Yeah, the the whip was pretty cool. Um but yeah, not not super impressed with her. I think she definitely may have brought the movie down for me a little bit, but I mean Lynn was fine. She she was just kind of one of those average act like characters that just uh didn't really enhance the movie but didn't really hurt it either i w- I, I mean i feel this is more so in effects but freaking when she um so when she picks a bow and arrow for her final weapon i'm like okay yes i already love you even more um but when she freaking like drops her quiver i'm like what the hell you still had like at least 10 arrows in there and then she freaking turns it into a double-sided blade i'm like Oh my god, I love you even more now. Oh my, I can't wait to talk about the effects. Um but yeah, that she she was a badass. Like she was so freaking cool. Uh But yeah, I think dude, Joey King's performance in this, she had she was just perfection. Like she's she phenomenal. sold everything. She sold her pain. She sold her exhaustion. Like she like sold her like anger and fear. Like she she is an amazing actress, and I have no idea why she's not in more shit. Seriously, like I was scrolling through her IMDb. There's not a single thing that I've seen her in where I haven't liked her. Or where she hasn't been one of the better parts. Right? Like, I know you could probably give her shit for being in the the Kissing Booth movies. But... I didn't even know she was in those. Yeah. But, honestly, she's the the better part of those movies. (laughs) (laughs) And then I really want to watch her... The movie she was in, the, uh, the In-Between and Bullet Train... Like she's had a pretty decent. Oh, she's in Bullet Train. Yeah, dude, she's Hell had a pretty yeah. busy year. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, like she's been. She has three 2022 movies plus a 2022 show. Hell yeah, that's awesome for her. Yeah, she's she's been in a lot of shit. But yeah, I I love her. Like, my favorite thing that she did, and it was from the trailers, was when she, like, just scream in that one dude's face and then tackled the shit out of him. Yes. That was so cool. Dude, the, one of the trivia things from, from IMDb, she did most of her own stunts. Holy shit. They said 85 to 90% of her of the stunts she did. Oh, 
I love her even more now. Dude, she's incredible. If she doesn't get more action roles because of this, like, oh, like it's so good, and it's it's crazy because she's like so petite. <laughs> yeah, like she she is so freaking cool. Oh man, freaking love her. Um, where are you at with with acting? I, I mean, Joey King just pushes it up so much, but I absolutely agree with you that some people do bring it down. Um, so I'm in the eighties and I'm going to sit in the middle and I'm going to go in 85. I might go not much higher, but just slightly because of how much I love Joey King. (laughs) So I'm I'm going to go to an 86. Nice. Um just for shits and giggles, if it was just Joey King, like what would you have given? Oh, probably like a 95. That's honestly about where I was at too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the extras don't bring it down a lot. Yeah. yeah. But if this was like a one woman show, oh yeah, it'd be a 95. All right, moving on over to character development. This is another place where I feel the uh, the movie kind of suffers. Yeah. I mean, it is cool seeing what happens to her at the ending, um, where she actually, it's her dad changes. Oh, hey, you know, you actually do get to be the heir to the throne now. You you no longer have to marry a, a man anymore. You get to be your own person. That's freaking awesome. But I feel the build, there's not that much build up to it. No, not even a little bit. Like even though they did set that up in the in one of the flashbacks where she goes to her father in her warrior gear and kind of like say like reveals herself to her father like her what we know as her true form like being a like a badass warrior like it's she's just very she's just consistent through that like it's not like she's not personally dealing with any growth it's just using skills that she was taught and lessons that she learn i think honestly the only lesson that like you can truly say like oh this is something that she learned and like became better at was like the the patience like focus and and patience thing that's yeah that's a good point but even that it's just not great so fortunately i think this is a an area where this movie it's like i'm like barely above the story yeah honestly i would agree like i'm gonna go 67 i'm gonna go 69 because <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're a freaking child i know i am don't remind me <laughs> Oh, man. All right. 
Next up, we got effects, which holy shit. This steals the whole freaking movie. All this entire movie's budget went into stunt choreography. Hands down. Now, that being said, I am going to be docking for the super not good special effects. Fair. To list those off before I start, like, fangirling over the stunt work. Um, anytime you saw scenery, looked fake as shit. Like... When she was like, when she was hanging out the window, and you just like oh, see yeah, her, looks so bad. Yeah, it's like anytime you're outside the castle, looked like shit. Um, like that's one of those moments that stood out. Um, and then oh, when that one night got lit on fire. Oh, dude, yeah, ugh. Like, could that have looked more fake? And then, I'm trying to think of like one other thing. Those might be the big ones. It's just any outside scenery. The castle didn't look super real. Um, but yeah, anything like outside of the castle. And the, that one dude catching on fire. Everything else, though, that was stunt coordinated. The fuck? Dude, the fighting alone. Oh my god. So good. This felt like an old kung fu movie. Where everything was done in like a couple takes. Perfect way to sum it up. Dude, it was so freaking good. And knowing that Joey King did most of her freaking her own stunts. Like, just makes it that much better. Like, it really does. There was only, like, one moment in a fight where I'm like, I think it was, like, the first fight where I'm like, eh, this doesn't feel super, like, realistic. But it quickly got over that. And the rest of the, the fighting sequences were just chef's kiss. Like, holy crap. Like. I can't get over it. Like, it was so oh, dude, good. Me neither, man. It didn't... I was afraid that it was going to have kind of like this Marvel syndrome where it was just shaky cam, not really... Like, you couldn't really follow along with the fights. And... You, like, you know how, how Marvel does, where it's like, cut here, cut here, cut here, and then it's like, something like crazy happens, and then cut, cut, cut. No, this was just... You're following the action beginning to end. You know exactly where everyone is. You know exactly what's happening. It's They're not like giving you whiplash trying to follow the the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, One of my favorite stunts that they did was when she tackled that one guy and she like went down a couple floors but then he landed on the ledge and she rolled off of him 
Oh yeah. And then he like fell down like the rest of the of the way in the the that whole thing. I was afraid from the look at the trailer that she was going to go straight down the entirety of that tower and then like hit the ground and be like, "Yeah, I'm fine because I landed on this guy." Like I thought that was going to be such bullshit. But the fact that it was just like what they did with it made it so good. Like, did you have like a favorite stunt or like sequence in this? Hmm. I mean, I don't know if I because I mean, there's just so many to pick from. But like, honestly, just like the opening one where literally she freaking breaks her thumb just so she can get out of the one of the shackles and just her beating the shit out of the two guys and and that one tower and then freaking um. God, what the hell is that one thing that she stabs into the guy's eye? Oh, it was like a freaking hairpin or something. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, yeah. Honestly, that one just sta- I feel that scene just stands out for me with um, uh, the uh, effects with fight choreography just because of how abrupt it was. I was not expecting them to start off that strong, and it just got better and better from there. Dude, seriously. Like, the more, like, the more dress that she lost, the better the fight sequences got. Yeah. Dude, freaking that scene where, because, um, like, uh, I, like, all the promotional stuff I saw with, like, the posters and everything, she wasn't wearing her pearl necklace. So I'm like, okay, does she ever, like, lose that? So the part where she freaking just yanks it off and literally throws all of the, uh, Pearls down the stairs and they just all fall and trip over them. Oh, freaking great. Dude, I didn't even care. Like, I remember that scene and I didn't, like, even think about it until after the scene was over. But I'm like, there was a lot more, like, pearls on that than she. Or. There were not that many pearls on there that that she threw. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And I like it, I I said I didn't think about it until after. I was just so like in the moment with that. Yeah. Just like I'm I'm loving every second that you're doing. And then it was like after I'm like eh, that didn't seem right. <laughs> like. Freaking loved it. Like like we've said, this is a shut your brain off movie, and I caught myself a couple times shutting my brain off. Oh yeah, same here. And that was just one of those moments that I I shut my brain off and like oh yeah, forgot. <laughs> I have to review this. But I had a blast with this. Like just every action sequence was incredible. So I mean, I'm able to let go of a lot. Of the like the special effects, but I mean it does bring it down a little bit for me. So I think I'm in like the high eighties for it, though. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, you know, honestly, I'd probably just be a couple points higher than acting. So you know, I'm I'm gonna give an eighty-eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eighty-nine because I was just super freaking impressed. With the the stunt work, like I know that there's 
like the U- there's a YouTube channel that I I watch, um, and they have like a stuntman react, and I that's one of those stuntman react videos that I want to see. Yeah, like I want them to cover awesome. the princess. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right, moving on over to music, and I have an issue with the music. That I all I want to bring up, but it also brings up an issue that I have with the trailer. Okay. The trailer is very deceptive. Like, have you seen the trailer for this? I don't know. Okay. I I actually have a question about that because I'm imagining a song in this movie that just would have worked perfectly. But I'm wondering now if I saw it in the trailer. Did they ever pl- did they show the did they play the song I don't give a damn about my reputation? Yes. It was in the trailer. Okay. okay. Yeah, I wish this was that was in the movie too. Oh, dude. The like I said, the, there's an issue like the the it was a very deceptive trailer. But my issue if you watch the trailer this movie is played out like an action comedy. But it's not. <laughs> it's I don't it I don't know how to explain this movie. It is a hard one to sum up honestly. Yeah, it's just it's like an action drama. Like I want to see what yeah. they have down as like the yeah e- exactly. So I I just pulled up like what the genre of this is. It's an action drama fantasy. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah. So. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It has some you know giggles here and there, but nothing like oh my god, that was the funniest joke I've seen in forever. Yeah, but like I said, with the trailer, it's very deceptive. Like, I thought I was going to get, like, the kick-ass, like, Bad Reputation song. And then I thought it was going to be, like, a comedy. Because that's how, like, they showed off all the laughs. And just, like, the crazy moments and, and stuff. So it just seems, like, overly ridiculous. And I'm... Like they play, like I said, they play it off like a comedy, and it's so far from that. This movie takes itself very seriously, in a way, but it works. I'm not too upset about it. I'm just slightly deceived, and I didn't care for that. No, I can absolutely agree with you. Um. I'm so I'm watching the the trailer on silent as <laughs> like from the IMDb website they also make her fall from the tower when she tackles that guy seem way further than it actually ended up being Oh shit really? Yeah. Like if you huh. go back and watch it it looks like she falls down the entire freaking tower huh but it's like it's only like a floor or two 
Interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so very, very deceptive trailer. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not docking for the deceptive trailer. Um, if anything, it's the music. What it fit? There wasn't anything too special about it. Um, like what was the only, the only th- song that I remember them playing was like "White Wedding." Right? They or did they that. even play that? I don't know if they did. If they did, I didn't recognize it. Or, like, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So, I think... Music for me, just because... I mean, it. what we got... I, I heard... Like, worked for everything. So, I'm like, maybe at a six... I I would say a six, honestly. Yeah, nothing too special, but it it worked for the scenes. Yeah. Um, what about costumes? What do you, what do you have to say about costumes? I would say they were pretty damn good. The more she uh progressed into like literally just destroying the freaking um. Her uh, bride gown was freaking awesome. I loved it. Um, when she added all of her like uh, like her boots and her um, sword holster to it, just made her look even more badass. Um, so I feel for the time period, they did a really good job costumes wise. Yeah, I th- I think they did a really solid job. Like, I feel like the. This would have been really difficult to film, at least with multiple days, because you have to take into account like the progression that her dress has. No, that that's a very good point. I agree. Like how it starts off at like as a full blown dress, and then just progressively gets worse and worse and worse. So I I. Really interested to know how they how they handled that. Whether they had like their states of progression. Um. But yeah, everyone else's costumes. I mean, they they seemed good for the times. And I mean, dark fantasy or not dark fantasy, just fantasy, uh, medieval era like the time of nights or whatever you want to say with that like everything worked pretty well the only costume that i had an issue with was probably moira's and How i come? can't i don't know it's just very like had a combat vibe to it which, if she was supposed to be, like, the right-hand man to the to the king. Like, I'm trying to look up a picture of it. Okay, I think I know the issue. It kind of has, like, a bar maiden vibe. Instead of, like, a warrior outfit like Lynn had. Fair, that's a good point. So I'd say that's like my my issue with hers. 
but not it's not a huge complaint. But I think what they were able to do with the wedding dress was really good. It really was. I loved it. Where are you at? I don't know if I'm like as high as a nine. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, I could be talked up to a nine, but I'm sitting pretty firmly at an eight. I feel the same way. Honestly, I would just give it an eight. Yeah. All right. Last up, we got our own personal score. Do you, who do you want to take this? Um, I'll go first. Okay. This movie is super, super fun. Like, if you just want some background noise as as a movie, but still something that you can enjoy, like, watching whenever you get the chance to, this is the movie. It's, it's a blast. It is a shut-your-brain-off action film, and... This fit, like we said, this film knows what it is. It doesn't try to be something it's not, and it it just feels right. So I I had an absolute blast with this one. Um, so I think I'm gonna be in like it's gonna make it sound like I I think I'm gonna be at like an eighty three. I had a really good time with this movie. I absolutely agree with everything Caleb said. Joey King steals this movie. This is her movie. Um, And it's honestly just a blast. If you don't want a a very complicated story, just a nice, simple story that's easy to follow and want some good-ass action, this is definitely the movie for you. Um, So I'm going to be slightly lower than Caleb, but I'm still in the 80s. I'm going to go in 81. All right. Well, with that, I'm I'm going to try something new and just kind of, I'm not, like, you know how I usually went, like, oh, like, as we grade the story, it's like, oh, that averages out to this. And then once we finish talking about writing, oh, that averages out to that. Like, you know, I'm going to do it from, like, the, at the end. Okay. Like, kind of go through each individual score. So, anyway, trying something new here. I like it. But, starting off with story, story got averaged out to a 66.5, with writing being a little bit higher, sitting at a 73. Acting is sitting a little bit higher than that, which... And we had that in the, at an 85.5. Character development brought the movie back down. Um, and we had that at a 68. The effects totally rocked this movie. Sitting at an 88.5. Music was fairly average. Sitting at a 6. Costumes, 8. And our personal score averaged to an 82. Which brings our final... All bros letter grade for the princess to a C plus. Not bad. 
not bad at all. Definitely one of our stronger ones. Um, oh, yeah. It is sitting at a 77.93%. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, let's see where that puts it. Alright, so compared to other movies of the C-plus range, this puts it on the exact same level as Tag. Alright. Yeah, puts it a little bit lower than Car- or Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is at a 78.12. Puts it below Jumanji, the next level, which is at a 78.25. Puts it below Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, which is at a 78.28. Puts it below Godzilla vs. Kong, which is at a 78.56. And then finally puts it below the New Mutants, which is at a 78.77. Then going the other direction, the princess is above Old, which is at a 77.87. It is above the Babysitter, Killer Queen, which is at a 77.82. It is above Wonder Woman 1984, which is at a 77.70. It is above Spider-Man, uh, which is at a 77.49. And then it is above Aquaman, which is at a 77.3. Not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, I don't think it has a, I I think it has a pretty decent home. I yeah, I absolutely agree. Like I think the one that I agree with the most is it being on the exact same level as Tag. Yeah. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. Like that is like the perfect comparison for for those movies. So it's nice that those have like the exact same score. Yeah, that's so interesting. But I love that. Yeah, same here. Uh, so yeah, that's where the, uh, the princess is sitting. Um, so anyway, that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, so if you guys liked this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, be sure to follow us on social media if you want to hit us up with an episode idea or if you want to join us for an episode. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Which I feel we've actually been killing it with TikTok lately. Yes, yes we have. Yeah, so you can find us on all of those sites at the All Bros. Uh, you can email us at the All Bros Channel at gmail.com if you want to message us directly. Or you can check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros. 
uh, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, yeah, that's like the, the one-stop shop for, for everything. Um, links to everything will be in the description of this episode. Um, alright, next week. Um, shit, there was a movie? I forget, there was a... Hold on, there was a movie that, like, popped up on my... IMDb, and I forgot which one it was. (laughs) There's one that was like, oh yeah, we can... We can talk about this, but so it'll be between two different movies, and I'm trying to figure out what the second one was. Uh... Oh, now I know. Okay, so this is up to you, Rose. Okay, it is. Between Jordan Peele's Nope and Prey, the uh, the Predator movie that's going to be coming to Hulu. Okay, with Prey, am I going to be completely lost if I haven't seen any of the other Predator movies? I am going to say no, because Prey is in the predator continuity is the first um is the predator's first time on earth okay or at least that's how they explain it like they have a highly evolved alien predator so it's like the it's like the predator's first hunt on earth is how it's being marketed you want to just play it by ear? Yeah, if you're okay with that. I'm okay. sorry. No, you're you're fine. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll play that one by ear. So next week you can look forward to one of those two movies. <coughs> um but until then, this has been the All Bros podcast. I'm Caleb and I'm Jonathan, and we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long.